Okay, before we jump into today's show, I have something really important that I want to talk to you about. I'm working on this a really kind of a top secret project, something that I'm really passionate about that I think is going to help a lot of people. And I wanted to see if I could get your help. Now, I'm not going to talk about exactly what this project is, but let's just say it's specifically designed for people who do not yet have a real estate business. They wanna be in real estate. They love the idea of starting a wholesaling or a flipping or a buy and hold kind of a business. They've been listening to my podcasts or other podcasts and they really wanna get started, but there's something holding them back. There's something that's keeping them from doing it. It could be their own self-doubt. It could be friends and family telling them they're crazy. It could be as simple as they just don't have a plan. They don't know where to start. They don't even know what to do first. Like, how do I start this journey? I want to help with that. And by you reaching out to me and telling me that's who you are, that you're that person who wants a real estate investing company, whether it be a side hustle or you want to do this full time, you want it to be your main thing. Either way, if you haven't gotten started and something's holding you back, I don't care what it is. Could be, like I said, you, could be your family, could be your spouse, could be just lack of knowledge. Like you just don't know what to do first. You don't know how to start. Or maybe you don't even know what it is you want to do in real estate. You don't know if you want to flip. You don't know if you want to be a wholesaler. You don't know if you want to buy rentals. If you fall into any of those categories and you want my help with it, I am offering that to you right now. All you have to do is go to mike at juststartrealestate.com and put in the subject line, help, and I will reach out to you. I don't care if you've never done anything before. If you're completely green and you don't have a clue as to where to get started, that's the person that I'm looking for. And maybe you do know what you want to do. Maybe you know exactly what you want to do in real estate, but still something's holding you back. You have some fear or something. I want to help you get unstuck. So please take advantage of this opportunity. Reach out to me. Email me at mike at juststartrealestate.com, subject line help, and I will get right back to you. We'll set up a time. We'll hop on a call and we'll chat. I want to help you get unstuck so you can move forward and realize your dream of having a real estate investing company. So reach out to me, use that email address, subject line help. I can't wait to hear from you. All right, guys, let's dive into the show. So whoever I go and buy the product or service from, they get the money, I get the product and service. But I add one additional step, and now I'm able to get all of the money back. So not only do I get the product or service, for example, a car, if I go buy a car, not only do I get the car, I am now able to recapture and recycle and get all of that money back for the car. So I get the car and the money. And the way that's done is through this concept that's been around for over 200 years. It's what the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Morgans, the Stanleys, the Barclays, it's how they build wealth. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. Hey guys, thank you for joining me on the show today. I appreciate it. Today I've got a good one for you. We are going a little outside the box in terms of real estate, which I think is cool and fun to do. Uh, but there is a, a guy that I have on that really is about money, wealth, attraction, wealth, wealth multiplying, 
knowing what to do and some options of how to spend the money that you have in terms of making it work effectively for you and not just throwing it in the bank or investing in something straight up. He has another system that allows you to take the money you have and do much, much more with it and earn interest on it while you're using it, which is really, really cool. So I want to dive into that. I will say before we get started, guys, if you have any, any love in your heart for this show or for me or any combination of those two, go and give me a rating review on iTunes or wherever you listen to um, Spotify, whatever, wherever you listen to this podcast, go give me a rating review. I would very much appreciate it. All right, guys, let's dive in. Today, I have someone on who used to be a chiropractor, and then he built a chain of chiropractic offices. And then he became a coach for other chiropractors and how they can build their businesses until he found something that changed his life fundamentally, allowed him to get out of almost a million dollars in debt. And he is going to talk all about how he did that and how he became so passionate about not only growing wealth, but how to make it multiply many times over in a very cool and kind of unique, but it's been around a long time. So he'll explain all of that. Uh, but he brings a lot of energy to this uh, to this show and to this particular episode. So I really had a good time interviewing him and I loved his passion and he absolutely 100% loves what he's doing and he wants to share that with folks. So without any further ado, guys, I give you Brent Kessler. Hey, Brent, thanks for joining me on Just Start Real Estate. I appreciate you taking the time, and I'm excited to talk to you. Thanks for doing this. Hey, Mike, thanks. I'm glad to be here. Excited to join you today. Yeah, this is going to be cool. Uh, we have primarily real estate folks, and as we chatted before we hopped on here live, uh, you work with a lot of real estate folks. Uh, real estate folks are, in, are interested in real estate for sure. They're interested in all manners of how to make, multiply, keep, grow their money. It's all important for us. So I love having folks like you on that can sort of help out this community, but uh, you're off of the beaten path of the, of the type of person that I normally interview. So these are fun. They're almost refreshing to do something a little bit outside of the, the narrow scope that we sometimes focus in. So again, uh, thank you for your time and thank you for uh, jumping on here with me. Let's get started though. I read your bio. Obviously people heard that, but give us a little bit more background, flesh that out a little bit. Where did you come from? How did you start? Not necessarily in what you're doing today, but what did the early part of your career look like? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, no, great. Um, actually, I live down here in Florida. That's where I'm at is in Port Orange. Um, I'm about an hour east of Orlando near Daytona Beach. So that's where I um, am now. I grew up in Florida. I grew up on the west coast of Florida over in the Fort Myers Cape Coral area. Um, anyway, I was in... The so anyway, I was back in the grocery business as a teenager, and I kind of worked my way up the ranks in the grocery business. I was with a company um, called Save-A-Lot Food Stores, um, and I went to, which is was owned by a company called Super Value, and I got transferred out of the Florida division, and I went to St. Louis. Well, I always knew that I wanted to be a chiropractor, right? But I never really had the money to be a chiropractor. I didn't grow up in a very wealthy family at all. As a matter of fact, I had to help with the... As a teenager, I had to help and do jobs like washing cars and cutting grass and things like that yeah. just to help my parents, okay, because, you know, we weren't very as far as wealthy. There was a lot of love in the family, but so love doesn't buy your lunch, right? But I mean, we did have a lot of love in the family, um, but you know, not a lot of wealth. So um, anyway, I was in the grocery business. Just to make a long story short, I got transferred from Florida to St. Louis. 
And I was like, wow, okay, the company paid for me to transfer. And I knew I wanted to go to chiropractic school. And here I am in St. Louis. And they have a chiropractic college in St. Louis called Logan Chiropractic College. Well, even after getting to St. Louis, I was a little nervous about quitting a pretty good paying job in the grocery business yeah. to jump right into um, chiropractic school. Well, I met my wife while I was in St. Louis. My wife, she went to the University of Michigan. She graduated with a nuclear engineering degree. And I met her. I married her and she um, basically supported me through chiropractic school. She knew I wanted to go to chiropractic school. And she said, Brent, she says, go to chiropractic school. You want to do it. I'll support you. I'll take on the house. I'll take on the bills. So I went to chiropractic school in St. Louis. After I graduated, we were deciding of where we were going to move to open up the practice. Right. Um, so, so anyway, we agreed on Kansas City because my wife had family in Kansas City. So I moved to the Kansas City area and I opened up my first chiropractic office. And um, just to kind of fast forward, I actually had, uh, by the time I left and was done and out of chiropractic, I had five clinics that I built up in the Kansas City area. I, I built five different clinics up. But prior to that, um, as I was like just going and I was starting to build my clinics, I found myself in a lot of debt, I, right? I found myself in a lot of debt because I had my student loans. Um, I had just the clinic. I had the house that I lived in. You know, it, it, and it took me actually extra time to get through chiropractic school because I was an older student and, you know, we wanted to have children. So I had two children as I was going through chiropractic school. So instead of going through a 10 trimester course, it took me 13 trimesters, right? But after I got out and I became a chiropractor, I found myself in quite a bit of debt. Um, and then I was at a conference one time. I was at a chiropractic conference. It was in 2006. And I heard somebody talk about this topic called the infinite banking concept, becoming your own banker. And anyway, this is the book, Becoming Your Own Banker. It was written by a guy named R. Nelson Nash. And I watched this information being presented and I thought to myself, wow, that is really, really cool, right? I, I mean, it looks really good, but it just looks too good to be true, right? You ever seen something like that? You looked at it Many and times. it looks good, but it seems too good to be <laughs> yeah. true. So that was me. So I didn't believe it. I left. I went back to my chiropractic clinic and, um, you know, I just continued to go on. And then I go back to another conference about a year and a half later. And there's about 10 or 12 of my chiropractic colleagues that are at this conference with me. And they came up to me and anyway, they were at the previous conference and now they're at this conference. And so they were all coming up to me and they said, Brent, isn't this banking concept the most powerful thing ever to build your wealth, to pay off your debt, to recapture your money, to take control of your money, all without working harder, all without work, all without having to change your cash flow, work any harder or lose control, all by just adding one step in your financial life. All right, hold on. And Let I me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. That one yeah. step. I want to go back because you you sped through the part that I want to dig into a little bit more, and then we'll we'll for sure get to work. But I think that's a good teaser. Let's stop right there. So let's go back. You were you were in the in the grocery business, okay? Yeah. And you wanted to be a chiropractor. Your wife graduated U of M, by the way. Go U of M. My son is a is a is a student there right now, actually, for uh, computer science. So, I uh, love U of M. I'm from Michigan, so I, I totally get that area. It's a it's a fantastic school. Graduating with an engineering degree is no small feat, and certainly not something that people uh, uh, you know have a problem hiring out. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, 
but then you wanted to be a chiropractor. So you were in grocery, you're making money. Was the conversation easy with your wife? Was it like, Hey, I, I want to do this. And she's like, do it. Like, that's what it sounded like. But what, 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 how did you, how did you approach her when you first brought that up? Yeah. Well, at the time this was in, um, let's see, this would have been like 1995. Right. So I was like 28, 29 years old at the time. And I told my wife, I said, you know, I, 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 like, I really would like to go to chiropractic school, but it's going to take me a while to get through school. Cause I had no college education whatsoever. Right. As a matter of fact, um, the thing I had to first do is I had to go get my GED because my parents, my dad was a traveling salesman and I got pulled out of school in the 10th grade. Okay. And so I didn't even have a high school education. So when I went to the counselor to tell them that I wanted to go to chiropractic school and be a chiropractor, they laughed at me. They're like, you can't go to chiropractic school. I said, what do you mean? They said, well, you got to have a high school education. I said, well, how do you do that? You know? So I had to get my GED. Then I had to go through community college. So it took me like six plus years. And I told my wife at age 28, 29 at the time, I said, look, if I go and do this, by the time I'm done, I'm going to be 34, 35. So I'm going to be like as far as older. And I, and I never forget, my wife says, well, if you don't do it, how old are you going to be in six years? You know, for the same age. So she said, do it. I'll support you. And so that's when the journey started. Um, So it was really her that actually said, yes, go and do it. Cause my wife was thinking long-term yeah. and I was thinking, Hey, and of course being the male of the family, you don't want to let your family down and have to have yeah. your wife support you. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I did. So she ended up supporting me as I went through chiropractic. Was school. there any part during that process of going through chiropractic school? Cause I know you said it took a little bit longer than it, than it would have normally. Was there any point where you're like, what am I doing? Like I was making good money. This this sucks. School sucks, right? Like not everybody like school. How did that go for you? Yeah, well, it was tough for me because not having the high school foundation and not and, and then just having to get in, you know, with my undergrad classes. I took like this accelerated undergrad course that was what they called a tri zero for pre chiropractic classes sciences. So it was a, it was like a fast course of um, anatomy, a fast course of general chem, organic chem, um, a fast course of um, you know, college, like those science courses, like yeah. physics. Yeah. So, so probably the struggle mostly was I just didn't have that foundation of schooling. So I struggled. I struggled with classes. I always say, um, so, so like C, because my grades, C's and D's. Mm-hmm. So C stands for chiropractor and D stands for doctor. So I had to always <laughs> keep that in my head because I was not a good student. Yeah. I, I, and, and again, I studied my butt off and I would have friends that wouldn't study at all, would go in and take the test and get an A or a B. And I studied my ass off and got C's and D's. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I failed classes. I, I even failed classes. It took me 13 trimesters to get through 10 trimesters of chiropractic school because I failed classes and had to repeat them. So that was the struggle of of just the knowledge and being able to regurgitate it for a test. Yeah, because I don't, I didn't go through chiropractic school, but from what I've heard, there's an awful lot of like the, 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 the level of difficulty is not so far off of being a doctor. There's a lot of things you have to know that are also included when you become a doctor. So these aren't like, uh, you know, community college and 90 day certificates. Like these are intense classes, like anatomy, like you said, and a lot of biology and all that stuff. 
It was it was ten trimesters of basically class started at seven twenty every day, and we ended just before five. If it was an early day, we got out at you know three thirty. Yeah. But it's five days a week, and then and then after you get into clinic and you start treating patients, like they let you work on students first, other students, mm-hmm. and then you start working on your friends and your family, yeah. and then you start and then after that, when you're more into your last couple trimesters, you're working on the outside world. Well, clinic consisted of whenever we were done with classes, we go to clinic until 730 at night. So, yeah, it's it's not a um, it's it's long days. I mean, five day a week days. Like I said, like when we got done at 330 on a day, that was like a half a day. Did you ever doubt that you wanted to finish or did you the whole way you were 100 percent focused on getting it done? Or did you ever go, you know what? I could go back to what I was doing. You know, um, I, I can't recall that I doubted. There was some, there was some sleepless nights. There was some hard. I mean, I, I just knew I had to plow through and I had to get done because I because I knew I wanted something a lot more for my life than what I yeah. was getting out of the grocery business. I know yep. being in the grocery business, I was going to be, you know, I was going to be working weekends. You know, I was going to be working nights, early mornings, and the long-term effect of being in my early thirties, I'm like, man, I don't want to do that for the next 30 years plus, you know? So no, that's great. And the reason I'm digging into this is there, there are a lot of parallels between that, what you did and folks listening to this who are in a cubicle nine to five or some job that they hate physical job, whatever it is. And the same thought process is valid there where they can choose to keep doing it. And in six years, they're going to be six years older or in a year or two, they're going to be a year or two older. Right. And you do sometimes have sleepless nights. You do sometimes go, wow, this is, did I, did I do the right thing? But the the bottom line is if you don't do the thing that you want, that you know, you want to do, right. They always say regret is the, is the last thing you want to have to live with when you get older. Right. And you did it as, you know, an older person, you were in your late twenties going into your thirties. Like I remember, I, by the way, I made some changes when I was 32. I didn't have a degree. I had a high school degree, but no college degree at 32. I yeah. went back to school to get my degree at 32. So I know that feeling and you sort of feel like I can't change careers. Like I can't, I'm 32. I'm way too old. Right. And now I look back and yeah. go, that was, that was a bait. Like I could for sure change back then. But that whole process, people think if they're outside of their early twenties, they're just they're they're locked into what they're doing, and you're not. You're not locked no, into what you're doing. Not and, at all. I tell my kids all the time. I said, make a decision. Either what you can do, one of two things: you can either play for the next ten years and then have to work the rest of your life, or you can work for the next ten years and then you can play for the rest of your life. So right. which one do you want to do? And it's it, it, and the thing is, it's hard because we live in a society to where everybody wants instant gratification. They want it yeah. now. I call it the McDonald's drive through mentality. And, you know, you got to kind of think about what's going to happen down the future. But yeah. so the decisions that you make today are going to affect the next five years and beyond of your life. So. Totally. And I'm, I'm really interested too. You, you kind of said this fast, but you became a chiropractor, you started your practice and then boom, 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 you have five offices, right? Is that what I heard? Like, so what, I know chiropractors. I, I've gone to chiropractors. I get it. I, I understand what the practice looks like. What possessed you to have more than your little 
practice with your, right. you know, your clients? Like, why did you even right. think to go into five different offices? Yeah, no, great question. Well, it all started because the first practice I opened was about a half an hour south of my home, about 30, 35 minutes south of my home. And I thought when I opened that practice, that was the town where we were going to end up moving to, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that wasn't the town where we started at in the practice. And then or, or, like when I first opened my practice and then um, as a time went uh, by like a year, year and a half too, you know, my wife said, Hey, I don't really want to take the kids out of the school that they're at in this school district and move them a half hour, 40 minutes south. So my thought process was, okay, here's what I'll do. I will, um, um, okay, so I'll open up a second office that's close to my house yeah. and I'll sell that office down there. Well, at that time, you know, you weren't selling offices. It was a little difficult. Okay. It was around the 2000 and, um, around the 2008 time. Okay. Right. Yeah. We, we really, I mean, so I, so I wouldn't have got enough for uh, the office. So I thought, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll hire another doctor to come in. I'll train them to work in this office a half an hour South of my house. And then once I get them trained, I'll go up and work at the one next to my house. Yeah. And that's what I did. And that worked out very, very well. So I had the one office and I opened up the other one. But but now in the beginning for a while, I was going back and forth. I was doing like three days a week in both offices. So that okay. was kind of a pain in the butt. But then I opened, so then I had that second office and it was working really good. So I had the associate doc in that other office. I owned it. They were, you know, the associate doc because at that time docs were not able to get money to buy offices because they were mm. coming out of school. The average chiropractor was coming out of school at that time in 2003, 2004, almost $300,000 in student loan debt. So they're not going to go to the bank and get a loan to buy an office or start an office because right. you got to, I mean, it takes a lot of, you know, yeah. startup. Yep. So I hired that associate doc that worked out really good. And then, um, so then I was working at the other office and I thought, okay, I want to free up some of my time. So how do I free up some of my time? Well, I hire another associate doc for the office that I'm in and now I free up time. So that's what I did. And that got me two offices. And then it was just like, I mean, getting up and making like breakfast in the morning, it was pretty easy. So then I found another clinic that I was able to do. And another doctor, he needed a place to go. So I started that third clinic. And then there was this other clinic that I remember it was, um, in, okay, well, also in the same location right there in the Kansas City area. So there was this guy that was struggling. There was this chiropractor that was struggling in his practice because he didn't understand the business of chiropractic. As a matter of fact, he had got out of school and he opened up an office. Um, it, well, he bought a small little office for not a lot of money, and and so he was going for a year, but he was losing his shirt. Wow. The only reason he was able to stay afloat for a year is because he went on the game show called A Wheel of Fortune, and he won $50,000 on Wheel of Fortune. Get out of here. That's hilarious. <laughs> he won fifty grand, and that's what was paying <laughs> his overhead in that office for about 13 months, but that fifty grand had now gone because the cost of running the office was more than what he had. So I said, here's what I'll do. I'll keep you on in this office. I'll have you as the associate doc. I'll buy the office. I'll take over all the overhead. And then if you get back on your feet, I'll train you the systems. And then 
And then when you get back, um, okay, good, you can buy the office back from me. So I ended up with five offices when it was all said and done, wow. all in kind of situations like that. But I've sold them all. I sold my last one in 2017, mm. so I don't have any offices anymore. So now you're dead broke with no income. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to get into that. <laughs> so, okay, you sold out of that. Do you regret that at all, getting out of all of that completely? Do you miss it? You know, um, if I had it to do all over again, I would have probably kept more or part of the ownership because they were profit centers. I mean, you know, they yeah. were making money and I should have probably kept a piece of it. But then again, you know, so like if I did that, I got the headaches of having to deal with with that and the, yeah. and, and the staff and, you know, so again, there's pros and cons sure. to both sides of it, but I probably would have kept it more as an investment deal, just like in real estate. Right. Yeah. I mean, I sold a piece of property um, a few years ago, I'm going to say two and a half years ago in Madeira beach, Florida, um, which if I would have kept it, you know, now I would have, I would have sold it for like, like 50 or 60% more, right? You know, if I would have just kept it for another, you know, two years, there's another piece of property that I wish I would have bought that was on the beach. I could have bought it for $410,000, this condo. And just in any way, I was just this past weekend, I was looking because I'm like, Hey, I want to buy a, a condo in that complex. Well, Back like two and a half years ago or three years ago, I could have bought it for four ten. Today they're going for six seventy. Wow! You know, wow. And, and they're good rental yeah. things. So yeah. yeah, there's stuff that I've done, and but but then there's stuff that I've done. Like I bought a piece of property in Idaho um, in July. I bought this piece of property for four hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars, a cabin in Island Park, Idaho. Well, the cabin that's just like two lots down from me and all these lots are like a one and three quarter acres. Yeah. The one in the same subdivision, two lots down for me, which is actually smaller and older and has way smaller of a garage just went on the market for 659,000 wow. and it's smaller. And I bought mine in July, what, six months ago for 462. So I got in that at a really good time. So yeah, I can always sit here and I can look back and say, man, I should have kept that deal longer. I should have got into that one. I should right, have not right. sold that one, you know, but then there's on the flip side, there's deals that I've gotten into that I'm glad I did at the time. So I think you go back and forth with yourself and you tend to beat yourself up on the ones that you didn't make the best decision yeah. on. How, how does a guy from Florida find a cabin in Idaho? What, yeah. what, what leads well, to that? Yeah, well, you got to like snowmobiling, right? Okay, um, okay. So you go snowmobiling in the winter. As a matter of fact, next week I'm heading up there to go snowmobiling. But like if you go Google some of the best snowmobiling in the United States, you'll see Island Park, Idaho comes up. Also, the UP of Michigan is a great place oh, too. Yeah. Grayling, Gaylord, all of that where you're from. Yep. But anyway, I have an aunt and I have cousins that live in Bozeman, Montana. Okay. So. A few years ago, I go. they invite me out to go snowmobiling, and we're going to stay in Island Park, Idaho. Now, Island Park, Idaho is 20 minutes out of the entrance to West Yellowstone National Park. Mm. So we sit on the Idaho-Wyoming-Montana border. Okay. Okay, just beautiful, beautiful country. When you go out to our backyard, you have a view of the Grand Tetons. Wow. I mean, you can see, I mean, it, it, on a clear day, it's just a 
beautiful view of the Grand Tetons, right? Um, so I went up there on a snowmobile trip and I said, okay, we got to find some property up here. So I ended up finding a piece of property. I found a builder that was building a house and he was going to keep it as a rental. And I said, hey, why don't you sell this to me? And he did. And nice. um, so I bought that property this past July. It just got built and all done and everything. And nice. then I also made a really smart move as I bought the lot right next to me so nobody could build and obstruct my view. Right. So Perfect. I bought that lot for 70 grand and nobody can build. So Perfect. I have made some good decisions uh, too. <laughs> and that was a, and that was a great decision, but that's how I found Idaho. So if you like snowmobiling in the winter, because see what they do, what they do, Mike, is they groom the snowmobile trails every night. Okay. I mean, a thousand plus miles of snowmobile trails, they groom them every night. And then, and, and then what they do in the summertime, they turn them into four wheeler trails mm. or all terrain vehicles side yeah. by side and things like that. So it's just, I mean, it's a beautiful place. You got to put it on your bucket list and go there one time. That's awesome. That is so cool, man. I love hearing those stories too. It's fun. And it's clearly, you're excited about it. You're passionate about it. You, you light up when you talk about it. So that's awesome, man. Well, let's talk, let's get more into what I stopped you when we teased a little bit, what you're in, what you're excited about now in your career wise, why I, I would anticipate you, you sold off your practices what would possess a guy to sell off these practices? You build them, you, you went to school, you blood, sweat, and tears, built them up. Now you're doing something else. Talk about what you're doing now. What are you excited about? Yeah, so as I said earlier, you know, I was at a chiropractic conference in 2006, and I heard somebody speak on this topic called the infinite banking concept, how mm -hmm. to become your own banker. And so it basically the concept, it's driven by a guy named R. Nelson Nash. We lost Nelson Nash last year at age 87 years old. But the book is called Becoming Your Own Banker, Unlock the Infinite Banking Concept. Well, after I heard that talk and, you know, I actually I bought the book. I bought the book and I went home, but I put it on the shelf. Yeah. I didn't do anything with it. I went back to my life and forgot about it. And then I go back to another chiropractic conference about two years later, 10 or 12 of my colleagues are coming up to me, throwing up all over me saying, Brent, isn't that banking concept, the most incredible thing to build wealth, pay off debt, recapture, recycle money. And I, and again, I wasn't doing it. They were. So I thought to myself, there has to be something to this, right? There's no way 10 or 12 of my closest colleagues are lying to me, maybe one or two, but not 10 or 12 <laughs> at all. So, so I went home and I told my wife, I said, honey, I said, we've got to start implementing this concept in our life. And at that time, it was, it was actually February of 2008. February of 2008. And so I was $984,711 in debt, almost a million dollars in debt. Now you're probably thinking, well, how does a guy from Kansas get to be almost a million dollars in debt, right? I know if you live in California, that buys a very small house, but yeah. in Kansas, <laughs> it buys a lot. Well, yeah. I had my chiropractic clinic. I had my student loans. I had the house that I lived in. I also had a house on the Lake of the Ozarks between St. Louis and Kansas City. And if you have a house on the lake, you have to have a boat and a wave runner, right? You can't have a house on the lake right. without a boat and a wave runner. Right. I'm also an airplane pilot. So as an airplane pilot, I have to have my own airplane. So it didn't take me a lot to become almost a million dollars of debt. Well, I put this process and this concept into place and I was able to pay off all of that debt in 39 months, three years and three months. I didn't have to change my cash flow. I didn't have to work any harder. I didn't lose control or take any additional risk, Mike. All I did, all I did was I added one step 
in my financial life. And it drastically changed my financial life. All right. Here's so, the payoff. Here's what we teased it. Here's how we teased it. Here's the payoff. What did you add that changed it? That's what people are dying to know. What did you right. add? I added the concept of started my of starting my own infinite banking concept process, okay? And the way that's done, the way that's done is that okay, so kind of think of it this way. So all right, the thing is like any time like any time that you spend money, the thing that you do is you buy things with money. All money is is a means of exchange. All day long, all we do with money is exchange it for products and services. I exchange money for food, food for money, car for money, house for money, money for car and house. All money is is a means of exchange. But anytime you buy something, I don't care what it is, a house, a car, an airline ticket, a bag of groceries, a tank of gas, a pack of chewing gum, the thing you have to do is take your money and you have to give it to somebody else and in exchange, they give you that product and service. The money is gone forever. All you have is the product and service and everybody walks away happy. Well, with this concept, I'm able to take that money and I'm able to buy any product or service. So whoever I go and buy the product or service from, they get the money, I get the product and service. But I add one additional step and now I'm able to get all of the money back. So not only do I get the product or service, for example, a car, if I go buy a car, not only do I get the car, I am now able to recapture and recycle and get all of that money back for the car. So I get the car and the money. And the way that's done is through this concept that's been around for over 200 years. So it's not something brand new. It's not something on trial. It's not something we're testing out to see how it works. It's what the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Morgans, the Stanleys, the Barclays, it's how they built wealth. It's how Walt Disney funded Disney World. It's how Ray Kroc started McDonald's. It's how Pampered Chef, it's how Pampered Chef just got started before Warren Buffett purchased Pampered Chef for $1.5 billion. It's how the University of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, it's how they pay his salary. This is how what the University of Michigan does to pay Jim Harbaugh. Go look, I think it's an article of November 2016 and see how Jim Harbaugh gets paid. And the concept and the process, the one step you add into your life, are you ready for it? I'm it's more than ready. You. Let's hear it's it. gonna surprise you when I say it. You're gonna All be right. like, no way. You're gonna be like a deer in the headlights. One step, guess okay. what that step is? I can't. What we're gonna do is we're gonna build our wealth with a whole life insurance policy in a mutual company that pays dividends. So we're gonna structure a specifically designed whole life policy. Now I know a lot of the listeners right now, they're saying, oh my gosh, whole life insurance. I know everything there is to know about whole life insurance. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't know how this is designed because, because the, the the normal life insurance agent does not design your policy this way. This is a high cash value policy and you're able to start using your money immediately. And when I say immediately, within the first 30 days. So when you pay money into the premium, you're able to start using that cash value immediately to buy the things that you're buying in life anyway. 
any product, any service, any real estate deal. I mean, look, I'm not a big guru on real estate. I mean, I, I like real estate. That's I, I, not my it's not my wheelhouse. I have real estate properties. I have vacation rentals. I have other rentals. I've invested in flips and, and done things like that. Um, I and so like I loan money to people in real estate as of the end of the year, as of as of December thirty first, twenty twenty. I actually have $1,255,000 loaned out to people in real estate deals to a total of 13 people in 18 different transactions. And they pay me interest and yep. principal and interest every month, anywhere from eight to 14%. Some have points, some don't have points, but I am the bank. Yep. And that's what I'm doing with this concept is I am the bank. So and also on all those real estate deals, I mean, I'm in first position of the mortgage and they have skin in the game, usually 20, 25, 30% or more. Yep. And I own the mortgage. I'm in first position. So guess what happens if they don't pay? Guess what happens if the borrower doesn't pay? Foreclose. I foreclose the same way the bank's going to foreclose, right? Yep. Yep. So, But I use my policies to do that. And, and okay, the cool thing about this, Mike, is that, so anytime I use money in the policy, I don't take the money from the policy. No, no, no. I simply put my policy up for collateral. I take a loan from the general fund of the insurance company. So guess what that means? That means my money is all still in my account, growing and compounding in that guaranteed tax-free growth environment and the government's completely out of my hair. So there is no interruption whatsoever of compound interest. And all I'm doing, all I'm doing, I didn't reinvent the wheel. I didn't invent this. The guy that wrote the book, Nelson Nash, didn't invent this. Yeah. All I'm doing is using a concept that's been around for over 200 years, what the wealthy have been using. Now that I know how to play the game that they've been playing, I just play the game right along with them. So I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm just doing what they've been doing for 200 plus years. Okay. Now let me say, I have had this, I've heard this concept before. I'm aware of it. Not, I'm not an expert at it. But let's, let's explain to folks who've never heard it before. You, you put money into this whole life policy. And what you're saying is, you can take the money out. It's still generating interest inside the policy, but you have to pay interest when you pull it out. You have to you you owe the policy back interest, right? So, what is the traditionally? What can I expect the the policy to make in interest, and what do yeah. I have to pay? Yeah, no, great question. And actually, I go through this in a detailed presentation. I'm going to answer your question. But the thing I do is I go through exactly how this works mm -hmm. just in a detailed presentation that's like an hour and a half long yeah. and it's broken down into 10 sections and I have all my handouts. So if they go to themoneymultiplier.com under the resources tab where it says presentation, yeah. I go through exactly how that works, what you just asked. But let me explain. Let me answer your question. Okay. So the thing that I do is when you watch my presentation, the thing you're going to do um, is I'm going to show you how you can borrow at a higher rate than what you earn and make money all day long. So for example, in my presentation, I show you how you borrow at 6% interest and you're earning 4%. Yeah. And now if I just tell you, Mike, I say, Hey Mike, 
Um, I'm going to show you how to borrow at six and earn four, and you're going to make money all day long. You're thinking that's not possible. If I earn, if I borrow at six and earn four, I lose two. Yeah. Well, I walk through that in my presentation and I show you that's true. So I absolutely 100% prove that that's true. And now, so why do I use the four and the six? Because inside of your policy, the guaranteed growth rate is 4%. That's okay. not me telling you that is in your contract. Now, that's the guaranteed growth rate. And guess what? That's tax-free. That's tax-free growth. And our largest eroder of wealth is what? It's taxes, okay? Well, the 4% is the guaranteed growth rate. But that's assuming the insurance company does not pay a dividend. All of the companies I work with, I work with five different insurance companies. All the insurance companies I work with have been paying dividends for over 100 consecutive years without fail. So the 4% is just the guaranteed that doesn't include the dividend. You see the yeah. dividend is never guaranteed. So I don't talk about it because it's not guaranteed. Right. However, they've been paying it for over 100 plus years. So chances are they're still gonna pay it. Yeah. Now, how come I use the six as the interest rate? Because the 6% is the highest interest rate the insurance company will charge you to take a loan. So we can borrow all day long at six and earn four and make money. Now, no company that I work with charges more than 5% interest. So when you watch my presentation, when you go to the website, www.themoneymultiplier.com under resources, under presentation, when you watch my presentation, just know that in real life, it actually performs better than the way that I'm showing you on the presentation. Yep. And another important thing with that is remember when you borrow your money out, a couple things, you never have to pay back your policy loan because the loan is simply a prepayment of the death benefit. You are borrowing against your death benefit. So in other words, what we're doing, Mike, is we're using our good dollars today and we're going to pay them back with weaker dollars in the future because a dollar is always worth more today than in the future. Yeah. So the loan never has to be paid back because eventually you will die. It's right. I mean, it's not an if it's, it's you're going yeah. past die graduate, whichever word you want to use. Well, the <laughs> death benefit is always higher than the loan available is always higher than the cash available. So the insurance company can never lose because you're guaranteed to die and any outstanding loan you have on the policy will be paid off by the death benefit. Yep. Your beneficiaries will then get all of those assets that that loan paid off. And then the difference between the two numbers will go to your beneficiaries in the form of a death benefit tax-free. Gotcha. So you're constantly keeping your money in motion. So like with, okay, like with this podcast we're doing, you, okay, so the majority of people are real estate people, right? Yep. So I show you, I show you how to go to real estate or how to use the policy to fund any real estate deal, whether it's a buy and hold, whether it's a fix and flip, whether you're investing in a VRBO, an Airbnb, um, no matter what it is, whether you're doing a remodel, I show you how to get all of that money back. And the guy that wrote the book with me, the book that I wrote that came out, oh, about a year, nine months ago, it's called Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery. Well, this guy here, Chris Noggle, Chris Noggle is a client of mine. He's been a client of mine for years. 
He's very active in the real estate world. He has a he lives in Buffalo, New York. I suggest you guys follow Chris Noggle online if you're not already doing so. But he's very active in the real estate world. He's had TV shows. His most recent show was on HGTV. It was called Risky Builders. Chris goes and he shows you how he uses all of his policies to fund his real estate deals. I, I, so I'm going to challenge your listeners to go follow Chris Noggle and watch like anything you can watch. He's got recorded presentations, podcasts. Um, he does a Wealth Wednesday webinar at 1 p.m. Eastern time every Wednesday. He doesn't ask me anything where you can call in at 4.30 Eastern time every Wednesday. I mean, again, I mean, he's my client. He's been my client for several years, but now he's my colleague because his show got canceled. Yeah. And he said, okay, uh, Brent, I want to start doing this because he, because so the thing Chris would do is he would have me come to Buffalo two or three times a year to teach this to all of his real estate students. Okay. And then his show got canceled, you know, which was bad for him, but good for me. And he says, Hey, I love doing this. I do it in my own life. Can I come on board with you and be a part of your team? And actually he's the one that really pushed for this book. I probably would have never wrote yeah. the book. Yeah. So I'm glad that he did, but I mean, he is just, um, uh, he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this. That's awesome. And actually, he used to be a financial advisor for New York Life for 16 years. Oh, wow. And Chris will tell you that he never learned anything about this banking concept until he met me because they don't teach you this. Yeah. See, the insurance companies don't teach the agents this because the agent has to take such a severe hit in their commission that agents don't want to talk about these policies, designing the policies this way because the agents have to take a huge hit in their commission. Talk to me a little bit about the mechanics behind you know, somebody listening to this saying, I don't have, you know, like, do you have to deposit $100,000 and have $100,000 available to you? Like, how, how does that work? For someone who doesn't have a lot of money, how can yeah. this benefit them? Yeah, well, again, I always tell people, it doesn't matter where you start. You start at the number that you want to start with. I tell people, I don't care if you make $10 an hour or $10,000 an hour. Everybody needs to break the bonds of financial slavery. They don't even realize they're in and start keeping control of their own wealth. So the answer to your question is you can start exactly wherever you want to. See, I'm never going to ask. I have never asked any client, and I have over, I have almost, 3,000 clients as we're sitting here today talking. Um, as of today, I have almost 3,000 clients in every state of the country. I never tell anybody where to start with their premium. You tell me the amount you want to put into the policy and we start there. I will also tell you that 91% of my clients that have been with me a year or longer come back and they actually do more premium, buy more policies because they see how effective this works and how efficient we work with them. And I've never had anybody, Mike, that's been with me for two years or longer ever quit or ever stop because when they build their wealth and they see how this is working, because it's not about me telling you this, this is in your policy contract. As a matter of fact, unless your policy contract tells you everything I'm telling you, don't sign it and don't pay for it, right? Yeah. So everything I'm telling you is inside of that policy contract. So over 91% come back and buy more. And I've never had anybody that's been with me two years or longer that's ever quit. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Okay. So how can people get a hold of you? How can they learn more? I know we talked about uh, going to themoneymultiplier.com. I actually logged on there when you were talking. I see yeah. that uh, your presentation is there. It looks like all the slides are there, um, the whole the whole deal. So that's, that's exciting. So they can go and get more answers. But I, listen, I, I've talked to folks. I, I know somebody who, who, who is familiar with this concept and, and uh, I have spent, uh, hours talking to this guy about this because it for, it took a minute for my thick skull to understand exactly how it works. It's not that complicated. It's just, it's, it was, it was something that took a second for me to understand. And I'm sure some people will go look at, like you said, you, you heard this and you said it's too good to be true. And you probably had to take a few runs at it. So if people want to get in touch with you and find out more, how can they do that? Yeah, well, exactly right. I break it down where it's really simple. And, and, and the first time you look at it, you may be like me, and, and, and think it's too good to be true. Remember, it took me two years to start because I didn't believe it. So I totally get it when somebody looks at it and like, oh, okay, what's the catch? Because I, I was looking for the catch for two years, and now here I am um, when 2012, 13 years later. So for 15 years, I've been looking for the catch, and I haven't found it in 15 years. <laughs> right. And I travel around the country. I teach it live. I do virtual webinars, you know, and then, and then the recorded presentation. So the best way to contact me is, is okay, well, again, okay, the first thing is, is before I do a call with someone, they got to watch the material. They got to watch the actual presentation. So like you said, what you did is you went to the website, www.themoneymultiplier.com. At the top of the homepage, it says resources and click on presentation. Yep. And it's all, you can watch the full presentation. It's broken down into 10 sections. Now I know people are going to whine and bellyache and bitch because it's an hour and a half long. But guys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is about your financial life. So you may have to turn off an episode of The Bachelor <laughs> or The Voice and spend time doing this because this will drastically change your financial life. You may have to skip Bobby's soccer practice or Susie's piano lessons. Believe me, it'll be well worth it to skip one of those, of those lessons. Now, if they want to contact me, they can just email me Brent, B-R-E-N-T, at themoneymultiplier.com. Brent at themoneymultiplier.com. They can email me. Or I'm going to give you my texting number. I'm a big texter. Oh, cool. Somebody can just text me and said, hey, I was on Mike's podcast. I want to know more information. They can text area code 785-248-9637. Okay? Just all you do, shoot me a text, and then I'll respond back with my schedule calendar. After you watch the information, because, see, even if you like what you see, you can't start yet. It's going to take at least a month before you can even start this process. Because even if you want to do it, I got to get you approved. And not everybody qualifies. In other words, you got to be approved health-wise. The insurance company has to make sure you look as good on the inside as you do on the outside. That's so right. you got to pick up, answer some health questions, and give a little blood. Okay? Now, the one thing I'll do, Mike, for all your listeners, this book here, Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery, mm -hmm. okay, I will give everybody that wants this book, I will email them my ebook. I'll email the electronic nice. version. 
if they want the the hardback portion of it, all you do is pay the postage on it, and I'll send it to you. So I would just suggest getting the ebook, and then if you like, and then if you want it, all you do is say, Brett, can you send me the book, and you pay the postage of whatever that is. What's the postage to send the book, Hannah? What is it? Four bucks, three bucks, something like that. Okay. So I'll send everybody the book, but I'll give them the ebook. So nice. anybody that wants to email me or text me and say, Hey, send me the ebook, I'll send that to all of your listeners. So Perfect. that is the best way to uh, contact me and to get a hold of me. Um, or, or also Chris Noggle. Go follow Chris Noggle. It doesn't matter. You can contact me. You can contact Chris. We're all, you know, a family. My daughter is my assistant. She does what I do. Her name is Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, Hannah at themoneymultiplier.com, Chris at themoneymultiplier.com. So, yeah, man, I'm telling you, the nice. more you get around the campfire and drinking the Kool-Aid, it is game changing. <laughs> and I, and the last thing I'll say is I challenge every one of your listeners, bring me those challenging questions. Tell me why it won't work. I mean, go ahead and critique it. So tear it down, knock it down. I, I want those questions. I want, I, I welcome those questions of why maybe that, Okay, why wouldn't you want to do a whole life insurance policy? I have a, a, a like actually I have a webinar out there, some kind of video. What's it called or a podcast, Hannah? And and it's a whole section that me and Chris did of why this is a bad idea, why you wouldn't want to do one of these policies. So I've again all so okay, Michael. All we do is we eat, live, and breathe this stuff. I can tell. I can tell, so, man. You're fired up. I can't. There is not <laughs> something. There is not a question that you're going to give to me that I haven't heard before. I, I mean, I haven't heard a new question in a, in a long time, but I chat, but I, again, I welcome all of those hard, challenging questions. Don't be nice because this is about your financial life. Make me prove to you that this is the best thing ever to build wealth. So look, I have 19 of these policies. I have 19. I put almost a half a million dollars a year in my own policies. I buy at least one new policy every 12 to 18 months. I design your policy the same way I design mine. There is no secret sauce I put on mine that I don't put on yours. I have three children, age 19, 21, and 32. They all own their own policies. They all live in their own houses. This is how they purchase their houses. This is how they purchase their cars. All right. As a matter of fact, on my presentation, when you watch it, I show you how to get all the money back on every car you're going to buy, drive, and own. So not only do you get the car, but you also get the money back. I did the same thing with a car. I did it with a $570,000 airplane that's sitting right out here in my hangar. And Okay, because I live in Spruce Creek. I live in a fly-in community in Port Orange, Florida called the Spruce Creek Fly-In. A lot of people know it of where John Travolta used to live. Okay. So outside, right outside of my office is my hangar. I upgraded that $570,000 airplane in June of 2020, and I bought an airplane for $1,710,000. I got all the money back on my $570,000 airplane, and I'm going to get all the money back on my $1.7 million airplane. It is a game changer when it comes to your finances. Nice. 
Guys, I'm familiar with the concept and and for what it's worth, it it's legit. It's the real deal, right? So if you're listening to us going, yeah, right, I'm not even going to. No, it's the real deal. So go check him out. Go to his website. Reach out to him. Text him if that's what's easier for you and, and get more info because I think it could be game changing for you. I totally agree with you on this, Brent. Listen, man, thanks for doing this. I appreciate your time. I definitely appreciate your energy. I love it when people can bring the energy because that, that just makes it all better for me too. So thanks for doing this. Thanks for your time. Hopefully people will reach out. I know that you have piqued people's interest. So that's really where it starts. And I think you can do the rest. When they call you, you can fill them in. And, and there will be probably people with questions and they think they got these like, I got you. I know why this isn't going to work. I, like you said, bring it because that, that just makes them more educated and helps you make them understand. So thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate your time. And I look forward to talking to you next time. Yeah, Mike, thank you. I look forward to helping your people and serving your listeners. Thanks for having me on today. All right, man. Thank you very much. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that episode. I had a good time talking to Brent. He's a smart guy. He's got a process for really helping you grow and accelerate your income. And like he said, you can actually get your money back when you make purchases. So to learn more about that and to get into his world, please go check him out on all the links that he told you about. Check out his presentation if this is interesting to you. Listen, guys, it's always just a matter of me trying to bring you folks that I think can enrich your lives and enrich your businesses and help you make and keep more of your money. So go check it out if that was of interest to you. I had a lot of fun talking to him, and I hope you also enjoyed listening to this episode. Until next time, guys, get out there and make something happen today. Don't wait until tomorrow. Do it today. There is no tomorrow, right? There is, but act as if there isn't. All right, we'll see you next time.